somebody paid them for it? This is it. I have such sights to show you. Glad you're back. We're talking about prepaid food, right? Uh, Garnish and grit. Garnish Garnish and gather. Yeah. That shit is good. Trying to find uh, some rich, rich food for you. Yeah. Well, we got a, we got a guest certificate. That's my only excuse for it. That's nice. Yeah. Because Macias is going to the grocery store after this and uh, Ash's house smells like chicken pot pie right now. It smells so good. Oh, I want to go eat that. This is torture. You know, I use my slow cooker. My mom got me for (gasps) Christmas. I've just been throwing all sorts of meat in it and I've cooked so much. I've, Pulled pork in the refrigerator that I did yesterday. Just let it sit in there for like eight hours. Aren't they the best? It's amazing. Them, you know, you yeah. can leave them without having to be there. It's, yeah. So I'm making slow cooker stuff tonight, actually. Yeah? It's chilly. But aside from all the cooking talk, which uh, kind of led us in this episode before we got on, um, we're also talking about cults today, right? Yeah. yeah. Before we get into it, uh, Ash, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Uh, kind of got a little bit of a cold, so if I sound weird, it's just a little bit of a cold. Yeah. Did you mm. get it from looking at bench seat? Probably. I do yeah. that like every other day. Yeah. That's disgusting. I, I touch everything with a tissue. I kick every door. Like there is not a door I really? go out of that I don't kick with maybe, a shoe. Maybe you don't expose yourself to germs enough. And mm. that's why you get sick a lot. I work in a international office. Yeah. So I'm pretty exposed. That's to true. germs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think I've just been working too hard. That's probably it. I wish I would get sick so I could stay home from work. You've said that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you uh, <laughs> nationally were to hug, maybe it was sick. Yeah. Come here. Probably not. I'm going to give you a kiss. I feel like I could be exposed to Ebola yeah. and I would not get sick let's not test that you know what which is funny because my dream is to work with ebola and marburg one day (laughs) wow so i will hopefully get to test that that. is going to happen cool keep studying for your gre okay all right thank you i will keep studying the real nightmare right yes that is the real nightmare (laughs) all that old math studying algebra and geometry and probability that's what you've been up to the last few uh, weeks yes yes i hate it so much I hate it. It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. But it's okay because that's what I need to get into grad school because my job is really annoying right now. So then I just remember that I will not be in this job forever. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's better. How are you, Zach? Am I? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. I had some pulled pork waiting at home. I got some uh, pizza, you know. uh, You put the pizza in the crock pot too? No, but you can do that. But then I thought about it and you can also do that in the oven. Oh my God. I think you could make pizza casserole. That. Probably sounds pretty good. Ooh, yeah. I'm very curious to know about putting a pizza in a crock pot just to see. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ingredients are all there. If there's anything Galileo said, the stars are in the universe. You just have to wield the power to understand them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, to conclude our cult series this month, we ask listeners to submit a movie. Did you guys see all the submissions? Yeah, I, I still, I, I really like somebody said uh, House of the Devil. Yeah. They'll think you guys need to watch that movie. I wanted to pick that, but I want to wait until we do a demonic month Ooh, for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll so do. We ended up selecting Instagram user Michael Sean Delaney's actually a second suggestion of the ritual from Heck yeah. 2017. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some stuff that's related to it before. As you'll find out when we go into this research, this movie, The Ritual, is about Norse mythology. Um, and it kind of just a bunch of Swedish folk sacrificing humans in the woods to a beyond creepy creature, this kind of cryptozoological creation that I thought it was pretty creepy. Did you guys? I mean, Macias was saying before that she thought it looked really <laughs> dumb. 
I remember the first time I saw this, I was really, you know, pretty creeped out for most of the movie. And then I saw the creature and I was like, oh, okay, You're I good. can't. Yeah, that's what makes the movie kind of like even out for me. I'm like, I'm not too creeped out afterward because there's this monster and I just wasn't uh, scared by it. I was surprised I actually showed it. I thought they did a pretty good job throughout the movie of like not showing it, yeah. that they were going to keep going. And it, I think it could have been just fine without seeing yeah. it. I think I would have been happier with the ending had I not seen it. But you really didn't get the full picture of the monster until like, I the don't very know, like two thirds. Yeah. End, right. Mm-hmm. The very end. But yeah, they do show it kind of flashes. If you wanted to stop, you can see it kind of running around even mm-hmm. in the daytime. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie. Um, so with this, I think it, the creature was kind of like, I don't know if you guys are going to help me with this combination of animals and objects. It's basically a horse, a tree, a, a moose. human, a moose. Like Stag. a moose or a, yeah. Or an elk. At yeah. antlers in it, which yeah. is kind of a prevalent theme of its description. Human torso mouth. With all of that, I would ask you guys, if you guys had to create a creepy monster with some combination of animal parts, uh, you'd probably want to go with some leg parts, some arm parts, potentially and uh, any combination of inanimate like plant matter like this movie what do you guys think the creepiest thing is uh for your nightmare well for me i love polar bears so i'm gonna go with a polar bear vagina face what what does that mean the polar bear but his face where the snout is is a vagina with like razor sharp teeth just because that's creepy but the polar bear's legs are on stilts. I'm fucking terrified of stilts. If you know me at all, if I see stilts, I'm running the other way. That's true. That's weird. That would be a very scary thing for you. Yeah. And only you. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, I wouldn't want to see a polar bear. With a vagina mouth? With vagina mouth. Like with gnashing it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But then he's very... on stilts. See that? You can run under him, though. But it's like his legs have merged into stilts. Oh. Not like he's on wooden stilts. So he's like a giraffe. It's like kind of. So kind of like the, the thing in this movie. No. He's Not like really. a fat polar bear. Okay, this, I mean, it sounds scary in my head. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Okay. okay. Uh, do you want me to go or you see us? I'll go with mine. I, to be honest, I think the scariest thing in the world would be a megalodon. But if I had to do a mashup, I think anything with a lot of legs is scary or like when a person is like uh, arched over backward. Ew, yeah. Huh. So maybe like a human torso with spider legs Ooh. would be pretty creepy. Just kind of like creepy. falling across the floor. I don't know anything about the face. I'm not sure what the face would be. Maybe even just a human face would be creepy. On top of the megalodon? No, no, no. I'm saying just a yeah. megalodon by itself oh, to me is okay, the most terrifying okay, creature. Okay. That's but pretty a creepy. Spider human, spider torso hybrid would be scary. Would they be the size of the torso? Like the spider legs have to be large enough to attach the torso, or is it a small, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny torso on a spider? I'm it, thinking. Uh, Let's see. The legs would probably be like two feet long each. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not. I don't like it. I'm not an arachnid fan myself. Anything that like skitters across the floor is no. scary. That kind of leads into what I was going to do. What? Um, I wanted to do, okay, cow head. Okay. Cow head. They're kind of creepy. Almost like a bull head. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has a ring on it. Uh, it then it's going to have cow udders like on its torso area. And it's going to have an ape's body. Okay. So it's walking upright, but it has a cow's head, and it's like an ape's body, so it's really powerful. All right, show me this fucking picture. And it hops like a can. I didn't get it from online. Show me the Pinterest mm-hmm. picture. I got to see it now. I did get it online. Uh, let, let me, me show see you. this, because it doesn't sound scary. It doesn't It, it doesn't look scary. Where are the udders? I made up the udders. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of weird. 
I think it's really weird. I think he looks like he's probably sweet though. It's not. Yeah. It's but not I'm, I'm not done. What? Oh okay. no, he's adding shit. He hops like a kangaroo. No. Mm-mm. And and he grows <laughs> mushrooms on his back. No. Ew, I don't like anything. Ew, like mushrooms, maybe. Mushrooms on his back. Yeah, and that's like gross. They're that's popping off everywhere. So there's like kind of all right, you're done. All over. Nasty. Him. Yeah, so that that's my guy. Ugh. So as you can imagine, with the movie, they had a very uh, specific monster to a specific cult. It's very creative. We really probably couldn't find anything that was going to have to deal with a cult that was anyhow related to uh, a woodsy monster. I don't know if you guys saw anything online, right? No. Well, the monster, the creature was based off of Norse mythology. You did get that, right? I got that. I think we're going to talk about two different things. Okay. The I wanted to talk about a creature called the Nukle Levy. Okay. What's you that? You guys know what that is? No. No. It might be Nuklevi. It's N-U-C-K-E-L-A-V-E-E. And it is a, a monster that has its origin in Norse mythology as well. And it's known to live in the Scottish Northern Isles, which is an interesting place for it. Uh, so aside from its connection to the movie North Mythology, uh, this monster stuck out to me because it's said to be a fusion of a horse, more specifically a seahorse. What? Uh, I know, it's weird. And a human. But That's it not also scary. like chases people around the island. Apparently it's big. But it's a seahorse human. <laughs> I love ah, it. It's weird. In, in so what does he like it, scoot around? Does he can, like glide? It can only get in fresh water, so when it rains, you're fine. Because it okay. can't come out. But it can come out on land as a horse man thing, but it has to go back to the ocean at some point. But if it rains, I don't know, some weird stuff about it. But like he apparently he's like a horse thing like this movie. That's some lazy story writing for Nuck whoever Lafie. made that up. The Scottish. <laughs> okay, Scottish. You or can maybe do better Norse. than that. I don't know. Um, so I actually saw that monster in relation to the movie. It has its own Wikipedia article, but someone had referenced in an article that they thought they used as characters like art design or part of the monster design because it is like a horse human creation. There's a lot of creepy art of it chasing people around this island in the woods. I gotta I gotta find that yeah. shit. The Nukla V. Okay. I don't know. I'm a seahorse. Seahorse is very different from an actual horse. Yeah. Well, okay. Horse, very different. Okay. I think it wasn't describing it as a seahorse as we know seahorses, but as a horse that must live a horse in the of ocean. The sea. Okay. Yes. Got it. So basically, I should have just started with horse that can go into the ocean. Like okay. a like a m- m- minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. Kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's move Cause on. Because I'm thinking of like a hook. Yeah. Like a hook bottom. Like a cutie little seahorse. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't have led with that. And then. like a pregnant man because yeah. he's carrying more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's creepier than that. But that'd be cute. It would What's be cute. even worse is a, a story that I found kind of more in the backwoods element of this because in the movie, we'll get into it in a second, they go and they eventually find like an old house initially, but then they find a kind of cult like group of people. That yeah, are kind of looking weird. I don't know if you guys had any descriptors about them, but one of the guy looked like sloth. Yeah, uh, we got the old lady who's like a witch. Yeah, yeah. So I went into like looking like any backwoods stuff, any incestuous family cults, and I found one that was really disgusting. You guys ready for this? Yes. yes. Tell me. Okay. So Need in 2012, it. Australian authorities and social workers were called to a remote farm in New South Wales, which is on the continent. I guess that's a region. Uh, and it contained 40 members, and they had all been inbreeding for four generations. Shut up. Starting with a brother and sister who immigrated from New Zealand in the 1970s. So it started with two people. Oh. They were at 40 when they found them in 2012. Oh, my God. Um, if you want to look it up, it's called the Colt Clan Incest Case. Colt Whoa. is not their actual last name. It's a name that was given to them to protect the an- anonymity of the miners because they didn't want people to know 
uh, what their actual name was. Did they all live in our compound? Yeah, they were living in dilapidated tents and sheds with no running water or electricity for most of their life. They would frequently move around Australia because people would get suspicious of how they were treating the children and they have to move. Um, so most of the inhabitants when this, when this was discovered could not read or write and they all needed immediate dental work and hygienic <gasps> stuff. Did they have horse mouths? Well, the younger generation looked the worst because they were the, uh, I guess, the farthest yeah. put into this incestuous cycle. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, I want to see it. DNA testing, it was found out that all the family was born from some form of direct incest with only one five-year-old girl having been born with a farther relation. So maybe it was, like, somehow farther than everyone else, which was very direct. Uh, just to give you, like, an idea what I was reading from this Australian paper, quote, Dirt caked the surfaces of the stove and cooking facilities. Rotten vegetables lay in a refrigerator, and a kangaroo was sleeping on one of the children's beds. What? That's kind of cute. That is cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Exposed electric wires, bags of rubbish, and chainsaws lay about. There were no toilets, showers, or baths. The children were unwashed and wore dirty clothes. They were shy and made little eye contact. Few were capable of intelligible speech. Almost all had fungal infections in their feet. No. Uh, Further, the tale they told was awful. Kimberly, 13, reported sexual contact with her uncle, Dwayne, who was nine, while her aunt, Carmen, who was eight, watched. What the what? fuck is that? Oh, my God. This is sick. Whoa. Goes on. Sister Ruth, seven, and Nadia, nine, had sexual touchings with their brothers, Albert, 15, Jed, 14, and Carl, 12. And on one occasion, three brothers tied eight-year-old sister and niece, 13, to a tree naked. So while we couldn't find anything that was immediately related to this movie, I think I found something that might even be more horrific, which is some backwoods stuff that is kind of taken uh, in cult form to make up movies like Hills Have Eyes and even stuff like, I don't know if you guys have watched the Wrong Turn franchise. Yeah. Of just like extreme incest Jesus. But, you know, like that's like a familial type of cult with no religion involved at all like not even any manipulation because when we talk about cults we're generally talking about people that are indirectly related or getting friends and family or tying in acquaintances but this is just like these kids are born into a quite the shitty situation do we know, like, why is it that, like, inbreeding, how it makes people all fucked up? Problem with having sex with relatives is that there's an astonishingly high chance that your offspring will be born with a serious birth defect. And the, on the graph I'm looking at online, it shows that people with non-incest are around, I don't know, 8%, and the people that uh, are committing incest, that it's around 45%. Chance that you'll have a birth defect. What? Chances that you'll have a birth defect. Yeah, or a serious mental problem or a physical uh, abnormality. And I think a lot of the, the problem with once it happens and then happens once again is that you potentially are just multiplying that effect. That risk is even higher. Oh, yeah. So when we're talking about four generations of this family in Australia. Jesus it, and, Christ. And the, and the reason they gave them this last name that wasn't their actual last name and they never showed any pictures of the kids, which I agree with. Is yeah. They, they want to try to get these kids to foster families, but those kids are. Shit, I want to see pictures. No, nah, there's no way they show you pictures. But oh, uh, I don't want to see. I want to see the kangaroo in the bed. Uh, yeah, the little Joey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, probably a little pet. He, he was probably treated the best. Yeah. For what he was in <laughs> yeah. the whole situation, which kind of the cult in the movie was probably most likely definitely incestuous. Uh, incestuous because mm -hmm. they were in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like who was coming and going? Nobody. A that, people they captured. And they lived forever. Like apparently the creature, yeah. like they kept making sacrifices to them, and they all lived for like fucking. 
hundreds of years or some shit. But as it showed in the movie, the people in the cold, that although they were immortal, like they still decayed, which is like yeah. their, it's like the trade off, if you will. Like, yes, if you worship me forever, I'll allow you to be immortal, but you're not going to have. Uh, you ain't going to look good. You ain't going to have perky tits. No. no. <laughs> Those things have oh fallen off long oh, ago. No. I don't want to. Mm-mm. Cream on the floor. Yeah. No. You I'll, know, uh, I'd rather it, die. Because the milk is curdled at that point. Gross. The dust. Yeah, Yuck. dust on the floor. And well, wind. It would be like that, uh, you know, like the powder <laughs> coffee creamer. <laughs> Ew. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> just take a scoop. Uh. Well, let me uh, let me just give you a little brief synopsis on this movie here. God, I'm creeped out now. At that cult? Jesus, yes. The cult. Uh, All right, I gotta shake yeah. this shit cult off. Plan? All right, so the movie starts with a group of chaps. 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 Mates. Mates. That have been buddies since college and are out drinking, trying to figure out where their next bro trip is going to be. And at the end of the night, uh, the ringleader goes into a liquor store. His buddy goes in the liquor store with him. After being begged to go in with him. It's yeah. It's a pretty big... Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically. And the buddy that went in with him suggested that they all go on this hike through Swedish fucking forest or something. And they were opposed to going places like Las Vegas. Yeah. Ibiza. Ibiza, which that sounds fucking awesome to me. Going to Ibiza? Yeah. Yeah, it does sound fun. Anyway, uh, the the buddy that followed him in gets murdered by some junkies at the convenience store, leaving our main protagonist full of guilt because he thought he could have stopped it. Potentially he could have stopped it. I think he could have stopped it. What do you guys think? I think he should have tried. Yeah, he didn't even try. It seems like I think that it would be better to try and maybe die than to live with what you let happen. But I guess fight or flight kicks in and some people freeze. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't think you can blame someone for not doing something, but I think that the the right answer is you do something. Or you yeah, try I think you should try. You know, throw a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Or like come up behind them. Make a noise on the other side of the store. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, you're you're a decent looking dude. Like you look. Like you could take the junkies. If there's a gun involved, I mean, that's going to be a little more yeah. difficult because I, I can't dodge bullets. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I haven't tried, yeah. but I have the same <laughs> suspicion that they're going to cut right through me. But Especially at close yeah. range. So <laughs> yeah. fast forward, the, the dude's dead and the remaining homies hike in the Scandinavian wilderness as a tribute to their fallen friend. Very beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really pretty. Uh, the trip turns to shit as they get lost in this mysterious slash creepy ass woods where an ancient evil Norse creature stalks them to their demise. If, it kind of felt like a little Blair Witchy, which I'm sure we'll Definitely. mention multiple times in this episode, yeah. except for better camera work and mm-hmm. uh, an actual plot. Um, right. But like, it was pretty creepy. Like the, the first signs of them seeing like these carvings and then like a, what was an elk or something that was strung up in the yes. middle of the forest just dripping. So it had been done recently. Right. And then you're just in the middle of a cabin. It's terrifying f- getting lost in the woods. Oh, of course. And they start like, you know, they stumble upon this cabin and they see like, I don't know what you would call it. Like a, not a, not a burning man or like one of those. An uh, altar. An altar. Yes. Yeah. With to like this, a, a straw figure. Yeah. To this creature thing. And um, one of the guys in the movie, he says, you know, he was like, I will give any one of you a thousand dollars if you go upstairs and sleep with that thing. Yeah. And I was wondering if you guys if there's like any amount of money if you not knowing what the creature does like sure. if, if you what amount of money would you take to go sleep upstairs to the thing if i was alone and it wasn't with maria because i don't think she would uh want to do that i would i think i would take like a hundred bucks just what? well ju- i mean 
in that situation, nothing's went wrong yet, and I have nothing paranormal happened to me in my life thus far. So, like, I can't imagine that, like, sleeping up there, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen anything to I can see you doing that. that, like, it would happen that way. I say that, and when I was in a situation, I'm sure I'd be like, nah, I'm by the door. But, you know. I would have turned around already. I would have gone back out. I see you, no amount of money would. No, I would have already been back the way we came. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the elk, bye. Yeah, done. <laughs> nope. There's fucking creeps in the woods. No, thank you. You know what I thought? Like the last time that they were in like open air was really when they had they made like a little shrine to their friend that had died or like a little memorial. And that was the last time that they were in like an open area. Yes. Yeah. Once he left his picture, it all went to shit. Really? Ooh, yeah. That and if that guy wouldn't have fucking broken his ankle. Yeah. Or his uh, knee. Shit, yeah. Shit, Dom. Dom was kind of a jerk. He was a little bitch. Yeah, he kind of was. He was a bitch. Mm-hmm. All right, what are you going to do? Um... But I definitely thought this movie, I thought Blair Witch, uh, Evil Dead, Cabin yeah. in the Woods, all those, a deliverance, had like yeah. a deliverance vibe to it. For sure. I'm going to mention those at some point, but a lot of those movies you just mentioned, especially deliverance is what you kind of pulled on. Oh, really? It, it reminded me a lot of Descent, too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a lot of, or at least in my opinion, was it's a similar thing where someone has just went through a trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Like of losing someone and they're trying to, friends are trying to take this person on a trip to cheer them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the movie, weren't they from UK? Yeah. It was a British movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody's uh, reinventing the wheel here. Right. Yeah. We're just uh, not subterranean on this one. And yeah. then it just, it's basically just a story of them surviving this evil force. Yeah. On that note, I'd consider this a horror first and foremost, uh, but also kind of mystery thriller art house international. Cause it's a British movie, um, a cult. Cause you've got the cult element to it and then mythical creature. Definitely. We haven't really done much of those. Mm-mm. We never did troll hunter, but Ooh. we did do a movie from the guy that made troll hunter. Uh, was it Andre Overdahl? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm. odd, autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. That one is good. Was really good. I love that movie. We just put that on Netflix, actually. Okay, so to get on with it, the last few movies we've talked about, the directors, I don't know if you guys remembered, have actually written the movies themselves or uh, had someone to help collaborate with them as well. Yeah. Um, the ritual is a little bit different and kind of harkens back to covering Misery or Pet Cemetery because this is actually based on a 2011 book by a guy named Adam Neville of the same name, The Ritual. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you guys know that before? No, I, I kind of want to read that. I didn't until I looked it up. I feel like it might be better. <clears throat> I've heard the book's really good. It got really good reviews. Just to figure out how accurate the book was to the movie, it's actually quite similar. I think the only big thing is that in the book, Luke didn't keep a friend from dying. There, there was no trip because of that. The trip was given to a hiking trip because Luke was so poor that that was the best trip they could do for oh. all of their friend group. Oh. And he was the outsider that hadn't really gotten a career yet or settled down, so they were doing it for him. Oh. Yeah, which which changes the dynamic a lot. With, Definitely. He doesn't have as much guilt. Um, also in the book, the group is chased for days, not just one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luke actually injures the monster at one point with a rock. Oh. Um, ultimately, the ending's pretty much the same, except instead of there being like these incestuous weird creatures around, uh, there's a black metal band these three teenagers that are what? kind of hanging out with the protagonist and an old lady okay that's weird yeah and and basically he in the book i guess wards off the black metal kids 
and thinks he's going to be good, but then the old lady just wanted him to get them away, and then she summons the demon. Cool. Yeah, but in the same way, he gets away at the very end as well of the movie. Okay. Um, so that's the difference. The book was actually transcribed into the script by a guy named Joe Barton. I don't know what he's done. I couldn't really find anything. It's one of those guys that you try to hover over his name, and it's just... Uh, nothing. Nothing. No hyperlink. I, I'm probably going to be one of those guys in history. I hope not. That's or okay. there is no hyperlink. Yeah. Go to my Wikipedia You'll page. You'll just be a mystery. I, you know, that's kind of sad. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. We'll go with that. Yeah, the movie was actually directed by an Atlanta native, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that going in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David Bruckner. Missy, have you met him before? I've met him. I met him once in Astoria, but I just was introduced to him as my friend's friend? friend's boyfriend. That's cool. I didn't know nice he was guy? a director. Yeah, he's nice. Awesome. So other than this movie, David's been involved in four different short films. And I only say short films because he made short films for movies that house vignettes. Uh, that makes any sense? Yeah. So he put a vignette inside The Signal, which had three vignettes. I haven't watched that before. VHS. Oh, which yes. He directed, I believe, the scene with the vampire girl in the bedroom. Yes. Um, she has been at Milltown before. Oh, so that cool. makes sense. That just one big circle there. Yeah, so VHS Southbound, which is also kind of a creepy... Yeah. Oh, we watched that together. Theme. I liked it, mm -hmm. personally. I don't know which one he did in that. And another one called Siren, which mm. I haven't seen, but I, I will seen. see. Uh, he's been tied to a lot of projects, which seems to be his uh, recent pattern from an interview I read about him, meaning that he had a lot of cool things lined up, but just something fell through or he didn't want to do it or it never got taken to production. Mm -hmm. The biggest one I saw that I was really interested in is him doing a Friday the 13th remake, just him, which had been crazy. Weird. There was supposed to be one in Atlanta of like a two or three years ago, but I guess it fell through. I think mm. that's maybe the one that he's yeah. referring to or that makes more sense. I guess it's time for a Friday the 13th remake. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know. Who knows? He's also connected to A.J. Bowen, who was played Crispin in the movie You're Next, who also lived around the Atlanta area. Oh, okay. oh that's right. He's from uh, Marietta or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of cool things going on with that. Uh, as for movies that inspired this film style that we kind of talked about in the genre and style section a little bit, uh, Deliverance, Wicker Man, The Descent is what he said. Quote. Definitely. Um, also Predator, he said. Okay. Uh, Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Never saw it. The Grey, anything I could find that was shot in a forest. Um, of course, they added some brainstorming in and he's forgetting some influences, but he said that those were actually movies that kind of put him through. Yeah. Definitely see The Descent in this movie. Yes. Mm. And what was unique about this movie is it didn't go for, like, a big-name actor at all. Yeah. Um, which probably had to do something with the budget. But also, we had a main character, Luke, who I think did an amazing job for being someone that's... He's known, but, mm -hmm. I mean, he's not, like, a, you know... He's not, he's like, not a, a superstar. Steven Seagal. Right. I like, loved yeah. the cast. I thought the cast was all great. Yeah, they were all, all good acting there. I mm -hmm. just think they were missing that fifth character, which is Steven Seagal. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Their old friend. Yeah. You know, how could how could we forget? He's expat. Such, such classics. Such mm. classics as name one. Speed was one. <laughs> I don't think she did. He even do speed. Yeah. Okay. I don't fucking know. Or speed two. Shit, I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we have Luke, the main character. He was played by Rafe Spall. What a name. Yeah. Uh, Rafe Spall. I might be mispronouncing that. Might be Rafe Spall. Uh, he's going to be in the new Men in Black International. Cool. Which I don't know what character he's going to be yet. He was in Hot Fuzz. That, oh. Um, Edgar Wright movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaun of the Dead Dudes. Shaun of yeah. the Dead Dudes. Life of Pi. He wasn't Pi. Cool. 
Is his name no, Pod he wasn't. Movie? I don't know, actually. No, he's, he's a writer in the movie, but he isn't uh, the main dude. And he was in Prometheus. Never saw it. I did. I did, and I don't remember a damn thing about it. I don't either, which is not a good sign. No. Right? But oddly enough, the character who played Dom was also in the Alien uh, franchise. His name is Sam Trouton, and he was in Alien vs. Predator. Also, not the best Alien movie. Oh, my God. My he nephew is most obsessed with that movie. Really? Yeah, I've never Your seen it. My nephew draws great pictures he does. of Ridley Scott creations that make me so happy that really? he's going to be a well-adjusted human being. He will call me sometimes and be like, I wanted to talk to you about... He'll like text me and be like, can I call? He's like seven years old, and, and he'll call <laughs> me and be like, I wanted to ask you what you think about the scenario between Alien versus Predator in this fight scene. I'm going to send it to you. It's about two minutes long. If you'll just look at it and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Maybe he's going to be a little director. Maybe. He's really good at drawing. That's awesome. His drawings are pretty creepy. They're pretty good. Um, And to be honest, the only other interesting uh, thing I found about anybody in this movie, not to say there weren't, but others, is that the guy that played Hutch... I you know, liked Hutch, him. Mm-hmm. He was he a was, very reassuring character. He, he was, was until he died. Until he died. Yeah. But he's played by Robert James Collier, and he's an award-winning actor known for his work in Downton, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. I guess he's like a Downton Abbey dude. Yeah, that's a fucking guilty pleasure show for me. So you recognized him. I knew that I knew him, but I didn't know how I you knew him. You just figured it out? Yeah, I didn't look oh. it up. So. Mm. Well, those are the king's men. If Love I will. it. The great, yeah. the great um, guilty pleasure. My mom likes that show. Yeah. I've ne- never watched it's it. It's like the fall of the rich people. It's great. Is I don't it? know. You'd like it. Know. And all of that kind of comes together to mean that they didn't spend very much money on acting at all. And I, I think they potentially spent it on location because they were in a different country. This guy's from Atlanta, but they did not film... Uh, well, where, where, no. did, where that, did it film? What in Appalachia, I'll tell you that. Well, no, it wasn't at Kennesaw Mountain. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was filmed on, I might butcher this, but in the Buseji Plateau in the Southern Carpathian Mountains. Beautiful. Beautiful. Romania? This is in Romania, yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they saved money by filming there also. It wasn't Sweden. Yeah, I mean, right. Romania is not can, exactly a tell. rich country. Uh, okay, Mr. Uh, Mr. Country Evaluator over here. Well, I'm just saying. Just Political science. Yeah, I don't know. Poli Probably did spare some money to not have to do it in Sweden. Yeah. So they use this area because the spruce forests up there have an extremely distinct look. And the forest canopy is so dense, there's actually areas where the needles die off underneath and the branches run straight through the ground. So it's kind of creepy. It looking. is a fucking creepy looking forest. It's sure spikes, kind of, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is great for horror movies. And I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Macias, but he also mentioned that the movie was filmed at this location and it was helpful because in a lot of horror movies, or just a lot of movies in general, it's very difficult to film within a jungle or within a forest because it's so um, monochromatic that it like it looks like just kind of a fake mesh background sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's difficult to get like any, when I was reading it, like any like kind of texture mm-hmm. on it at all. Um, so that's why he was watching a lot of Predator to see how they did it. Oh, neat. It made it look good. Mm. Cool. Yeah. David Bruckner, the director, said, this gives the trees a very spiny, threatening look. So what I was talking about, the branches coming up out of the ground. Um, he said that for a horror film feels a little over the top in all the right ways. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it looks creepy, but that's a natural creepy, which yeah. is even a cooler way to do. It's like not the forest you want to get lost in. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. Is there a forest you want to get lost in? Absolutely not. Candy forest, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, for sure. I would have been terrified filming this movie 
in the fucking woods. Uh, yeah, I think real so woods. Too. It makes me wonder like how far they had to go in to like for them to film. I don't know because clearly it looks like they're completely surrounded. It looks like they're in the middle of a forest. Yeah. So as far as how much this cost, we don't really know. But what we do know is that it premiered at Toronto International Film Festival. Where its distribution rights were sold to Netflix for 4.75 million, uh, and the movie was also released in the UK in October 2017, and made a little over a million dollars. None of that sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. The Netflix deal does. I mean, net, yeah, but for like 4.75 million, I feel like this movie. I don't know. They maybe made like. I feel like the budget had to be over that. I feel like they lost yeah. money on this movie. The only hope I can have is it's a decent movie and you could potentially get more when it resells after the Netflix contract. Yeah. It, and I was looking on Reddit. I went down a, ra- a Reddit, Reddit hole. hole, a Reddit hole. And basically everyone says they probably lost money due to the marketing. But then again, maybe not because they save money on the cast. They save money on location, probably. Mm-hmm. And there was minimal CGI in this movie. Like, they saved all their CGI for that one specific in scene, for the basically. Monster. Yeah. So maybe they didn't lose any money. Maybe they, maybe it was like a. Even a wash? Yeah. I guess it's because it has like these like beautiful grand shots that I would picture. I assume that those would have a big budget. You yeah. Know, when I think of like landscapes like that, I think of like a high budget movie. Yeah, but I guess it just depends on where you're filming. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Romania definitely worked, and the forest they chose was the best fit for it, you know, for the atmosphere it gave. Yeah. So speaking a little bit more about the CGI, uh, the visual effects were done by this dude, Ben White, and he was working with this group, Invisible. Um, Okay. So he worked on Gladiator, The Dark Knight, Avatar, Man of Steel, and Fantastic Beasts. Wow. All movies I don't like, but I respect as being visually pleasing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like most uh, visual effects dudes, I'm guessing he was inspired initially by watching Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Um, he said the director knew exactly what he wanted, so that made it very helpful in the creature design. And they could have showed the creature more, but they all agreed fewer shots at a higher quality was the best route. I yeah. think so. I, I definitely agree. I think they follow that pattern all the way until the final reveal. Right. Yeah. You know? I kind of wish they would have showed the creature less. Yeah, I agree. Well, you don't really see it until you see it, right? Because uh, yeah. you see it in the background, like, flash through, but you can't, you can't But really then when tell. you see it, when the... When, like, the fire is blazing behind it. I thought that was kind of a neat, like, yeah. shot where you see it, like, it's silhouette. Then I'm like, this looks like a... kind of looks like a giraffe, but... I think of, like, little baby arms. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so the Yotan, or the creature in the movie, was based on this Norse animal being that had human qualities. The director worked with a concept artist, Keith Thompson, to come up with the idea of making a creature's head... From a human torso, but also still resembling a huge moose-type animal, like we said. But actually, they used the look of a giraffe skeleton to figure out how the legs were supposed to be configured. So, yeah, it kind of had, like, a moose look, but Mm -hmm. they made it walk like a giraffe would walk. Right. Because it had, like, the front was a little bit taller. Yeah. The legs were taller. Yeah. It's actually kind of creepy of combining another animal. Like, when we were talking about it initially in the beginning of the episode... We mentioned, I don't know, a uh, horse, man, tree, um, some type of antler or creature, but mm-hmm. we didn't mention giraffe. But it's yeah. Like, it's like built on a giraffe, which but is creepy. I, if you went back and watched it now and just thought of a giraffe, like you, that's, all you, that's all you're going to see now. Right. 
Um, at the base of the torso is actually where the creature's eyes are, and they wanted it to look like a dude's genitals that had been ripped what? out. So Whoa. you see, like, the head is like a torso, but at the end of the torso is for, like, where the mouth would be. It's, like, where a dude's junk would be, but it's ripped out. Hmm. And apparently it's, like, a representation of Luke, the main character's sense of guilt, pride, and vanity. Weird. Yeah, okay. so there's some depth there. That is pretty deep. I mean, I don't know. The giraffe thing creeps me out more. Yeah. I know. You know? Like, who kills a giraffe just to study its skeleton? Yeah. And, you know, I was just saying the Yutun are known to be the first living beings in Norse mythology. And the word basically means devourer and is very powerful. It's not necessarily an antagonist to Norse gods, but they were often shit starters with them. So your Norse gods would be like your Thors yeah. and those Odin's, people. The Loki. The Loki. Yeah. All so the they Avenger like. characters that we right. remember on the spot. They basically live among them. Um, How do you pronounce it again? Yokun? Yotun. It's Yotun. Yotun. Like J-O-T-U-U-N. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I could find about those little fuckers. But they're apparently they're not supposed to be like evil. So they kind of just went on their own whim here of making this movie but anyway how did this hmm. movie do it got a 72 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes um but it got a 59 percent audience score and i was kind of wondering why that would be because for as a horror fan this gave me everything i wanted to see i, I mean up until the very end yeah and it's kind of surprised me that the critic score was a little bit higher here because it's not like an arty I guess you could say it's kind of art house, but it's not like compared to what we've been looking at recently, like Mandy and Hereditary. Maybe the slow burn aspect of it. They are kind of wandering around the woods for a while. I have a theory. What's that? Okay, so when a movie comes out in a wide release in theaters, people that are going to see the movie already know it's a horror movie generally. Mm -hmm. so they're going to judge it on what it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas if this movie is easily accessible on Netflix, a lot of people probably watched it when it was classified and promoted by Netflix and not just as a horror movie, but a, a mystery or a thriller okay. or taken back potentially. I don't mm. know. I'm just saying like you're getting less people rating it. If it's just on Netflix, maybe. Yeah. And those true. people, maybe they didn't, you know, maybe it wasn't what they expected it to be. Yeah. Which was a hangover type movie with four British lads going right. to the, you know, I you, don't know. You would really have to have <laughs> not read any of the description to not, you know, to, not know what this movie was about. Have you met people? I know. There's some people that just like, have you seen that new Netflix movie that, that came out? No, I haven't. Bird because because there's like a million. Because yeah, half of it is complete Trash. garbage. They, Most of yeah. it There's is. so many movies coming out on Netflix. It's like yeah. really hard to keep up. And also Netflix has this horrible habit of like hyping the shit out of movies mm -hmm. to a point where you watch it and you're like just disappointed. Bird Box. Prime example. Garbage I'm movie. Fine. Did you watch it? Yes. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I could turn it off. There's already a porn parody. There's really? so many memes Bull. came out before like yes, the first why. week ended. Yeah. Great. It's funny. I haven't watched it though. It's not it's not worth your time. But like I think the point we're all getting at is Netflix offers you sometimes something that you, you it's not what you wanted. Yeah. It's like you taking know? away like I just miss Blockbuster. Oh my gosh. I the other day I drove by where Video Warehouse used to oh. be. R.I.P. I know. Now it's chaotic customs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah, like it's a like motorcycle shop. Motorcycle shop, yeah. <laughs> like a knockoff oh uh, Orange County chopper thing. Okay, so critics anyway, seem yeah. to like it better. <laughs> right. So back to the movie. <clears throat> uh, this cool guy over at Lens 
said the ritual adeptly establishes an oppressively doom-rich atmosphere and then proceeds to pitilessly slash into the viewer's subconscious with some genuinely chilling, uncanny horror imagery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This not cool guy from RogerEbert.com said, the most disappointing kind of bad horror movie, the kind that's too smart to be this dumb. I don't, but he doesn't. He doesn't weird. elaborate. I want to know no, more. I don't know what's uh, dumb about it. I mean, unless you're like me and you just didn't like the creature. Yeah. I don't know what's dumb about it at all because it's based on a book that did really well as well. Not to say you had to also like the book, but I don't know. And you guys know I love getting on Metacritic when we when we do movies. But yeah. I did find also that it, it was mostly positive and mixed reviews. There weren't that many like negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people loved the character development in the creepy mood, but people didn't like that it was too Blair Witchy. Like it had a Blair Witch formula that's to it. That's what I liked about it. That's what I thought was creepy. I loved Blair Witch. Right. Um, but that's basically everyone who had anything like negative to say. They were like, oh, there's another Blair Witch movie. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But I feel like you can't talk about Blair Witch without talking about found footage. In right. Yeah. This like, isn't that. Like if this would have been a handy cam movie, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked it at all because that's been overdone and like I don't know. But another thing people were saying, which I thought was really interesting, was that they didn't like how macho it became at the end. Macho? Yeah, like the guy has to conquer everything by like fighting the creature. I mean, but if you're in that situation, you're supposed to reason with it. I don't know. Right? I don't. He's gonna die, or he's gonna run and fight it. Yeah. That was just like an interesting word that I kept seeing. Like this is this is very much he's a machismo end for a movie yeah a like lot of very bro-y like into a movie i think yeah a lot of the stuff i read not necessarily saying that but just that with a lot of horror movies or, or at least like when i this makes me think of hereditary like it was great and then the ending came and it just like was a letdown and for me that was kind of it but, but i love the rest of it yeah yeah do we have taglines? We have taglines. Yay. For a Netflix movie? Cool. Yeah. It's only because they uh, put them on their posters. It's oh, that's not because right. they listed them. Yeah, and it came out in the UK. That's true. So there are two taglines. Uh, actually, three, which is kind of weird, which we'll get into. The first one is, your darkest dream awaits you. That's, mm, yeah, that's decent. Sure, but that's kind of boring. The next one is, they should have gone to Vegas. <laughs> I like that one. It's funny, <laughs> but get this. So the movie was going to release this <gasps> tagline... October 1st, 2017 happened, and that's when the Las Vegas shooting. Oh, fuck. That's right. They're like, there's no way we're going to mention they should have went to Vegas because going to Vegas is pretty fucking terrifying right now, too. Stephen Paddock going just, you know, to town off that side of that resort, which is disgusting. That was disgusting. That is way more terrifying than this Wow, I'm glad they caught that. They did, and they changed it to they should have went to Ibiza. Oh, better. Yeah, Yeah, that's better. Much better. What Um, was the third one? Uh, it was 2A, 2B. Uh, <laughs> the Ibiza versus Las Vegas. Okay. Okay, so let's take a quick break and get to back to you guys with the ratings. Okay, to start everything off, like we do with the 11 horror variables, we're going to get to jump scares. Uh, it's a 60%. We're kind of all across the board right now. Uh, I thought it was some, some pretty jumpy stuff going I on. I thought so, too. I think this is definitely higher up there with one of the more, like, jumpy movies we've seen. I'm... At least in a little while. Yeah, I'm yeah. even like this. This to me may be like up there with like at least top three for me. Like jump scares. Yeah, mm. yeah. I get you there. I mean, it's not paranormal activity intense, but it's in the range of just like a lot of flashes and yeah. a lot of like back and forth and yeah. it's flashbacks. And the music too. 
I loved the flashbacks. Yes. They were thoughtful. Mm-hmm. They were thoughtful. It almost reminds me, I don't know if you guys have watched As Above, but So Below. Yeah, I saw that with you. A lot of flashbacks that are wound into the environment the person's in. So the burning in, car. As in a, Yeah, As Above and So Below, there's a burning car. There's there's a bunch of different things, like a piano that mm-hmm. shouldn't be there, but it's from the character's mm-hmm. uh, memory, like right. stuff that they've regretted or they've, they've done incorrectly. So I like that a lot, you know? Like seeing the store with the dirt and the grass all over it, like yeah. that's a pretty cool. Trippy. Just like, are you dreaming? Is this a hallucination? What's going on? Yeah. So we gave that a sixty percent for uh, soundtrack. It's a forty percent. There. I mean, I, I think it was like good atmospheric music, but I think uh, Messiah summed it up best when she said, "Was there a soundtrack?" I know it was Ash. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. remember that. I. I don't know. I thought it was good. It didn't take away from the movie, and it was uh, it was strong. Sometimes the music takes away. I don't know. I think I gave it a 60 because I liked it. You did. You had the highest score of the soundtrack. Yeah. So we gave it a 40%. For gore, we all agreed that not much gore, the 30%. Considering that there was somebody, like, completely cut open and an elk completely cut open. Yeah. But it, Why didn't you zone in on that a little bit longer? I think that, it was just right. Well, they could have, like... Evil Dead and like yeah. you know, shot some blood through the stomach or something. They which, could, or at least let it hit the camera. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's but maybe it, I don't know. I think it was more tasteful that they did. Yeah. It. Okay. It was Fine. kind of like a flash through. They didn't show it very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, for shock value, thirty-six percent. I don't think there's really anything in this movie that's really obscenely shocking. No. The giraffe. The giraffe skeleton they killed to study this for this poaching <laughs> right. is disgusting. <laughs> Uh, for suspense, sixty-six percent were trending upwards. It was like slightly yeah, suspenseful. Yeah, it was pretty maybe. suspenseful. So, yeah. yeah. I think anytime you can put yourself in the place of someone, which anybody can imagine themselves probably hiking on a vacation, which I can, like, yeah. that's terrifying. Yes, it I've, is. I've been hiking with a group of friends from college, and maybe not gotten lost, but. And you think, like, as a group, you're you're strong enough to fight against shit, right? But no, you're not. Not at no. all. A giraffe that's also a Norse god. No. Nah. Not happening. Not winning that. Which leads us to monster slash killer appeal. I gave this 100%. You did? I thought it was a good monster. Oh. Really? Whatever. 60%. You guys can see the averages went down from uh, my 100%. I think I, I think gave it a 20 fine. to bring it down. Messias uh, gave it a 20. Uh, yeah. Ash gave it a 60. Yeah. So we had it all across the board for real. 10, yeah. 6, 2 for a 60%. Uh, for special effects, we gave it a 56% right yeah. in the middle. Didn't need it. For horniness, we agreed and gave it a zero. Right. No horniness. The main character was hot. That was about it. I oh, thought Hutch was and hot. Hutch was hot. Yeah. Yeah. There was only a, like one or two females in this movie. Yeah. It was the old mm-hmm. lady and the Swedish girl that knows English. And yeah. I'm like, how do you know English? That's a plot hole for me. They're in Sweden. It's not like it's 1880, Ash. They don't speak English in Sweden. They can. But they live in the backwoods, aren't they? Supposed to be backwoodsy, like they, they stay in their area. That much, but nah, sure. It's plowable for me. Okay, well, for scariness, we were it's fifty percent, but me and Macias gave it a seventy percent. I thought it was really scary. I thought it was pretty scary. Mm. You gave it a one. I didn't think what? it was that scary. <gasps> That's crazy. I thought this movie had more like humor than anything in it. What? When, when was it funny? I just thought the group of guys were fun together. They, they seemed like fun they were funny. When they were talking about one of them being guilty for another well, friend's death. Yeah, that was yeah. not funny. Okay, maybe the tension not. between maybe all of them. I was just them, thinking like, of them in the beginning. They were all fun, loving, having Talking about time. continuity with rating movies. Wait, what yeah. did you give Chopping Mall? A negative one then? I oh, probably yeah. gave it a point five. Bad taste. You probably Bad gave taste. it something. Hey, you know I'm going to rate those movies higher. 
You're saying this is, was as scary as, as Chopping mall. mall. We just looked it up. Ash gave Chopping Mall a one. Change it if you want. No, as we always say, you can't change it. That's just going to be That's on right. your record. That's All a right. blemish of a very inconsistent scoring discrepancy. Creature, creature movies. We'll get into it. We will get into yeah. it. That's fine. Uh, for acting, we give it 80%, by far the highest score. I think we all agreed yeah. that yeah. Luke and Hutch and all those dudes. They were good. They were great. They were Loved good. them. They're nice guys. Um, for plot, 70%, also pretty high. Mm -hmm. yeah. Based on a solid book that I kind of want to read now. I Same. do too. It's yours, $17.99 on Amazon. Paper okay. Book. Yeah, or Audible for free. Hmm. Audible. Audible. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys are ready to get into the personal scores as we kind of finish this one up? Yeah. Okay, so I really enjoyed the movie and that was before that I found out the director was from Atlanta so that's saying something so it only adds I know this guy's from here uh, some of the reason I liked it a lot is because I'm in the portion of my age where a lot of my guy friends I went to college are settling down and getting children mm -hmm. so like there's that weird I don't know chemistry of thinking about going on a trip like this with them and it being so different and tense because there's so many different responsibilities right and I'm not someone that has that figured out quite as much yet so the dynamic really kind of got to me. Um, on a technical level, I think it's fresh and it's new and it's an emerging horror director. And we keep mentioning this horror revolution, but I think it's in that camp. You know, mm -hmm. I would include this guy, David Bruckner, not to say he's young, he's not old, but that he could potentially do some stuff going on with uh, horror. For sure. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, so I'm going to give it an 85%. Because uh, I thought it was a good creepy hiking movie, and I mm -hmm. liked the descent. And uh, I looked up my score, and it was around eighty-four percent. So I like it a little, a little tad more. So eighty-five for me. Ash, will you go next? Wow. You had a fifty-eight percent. Oh my god! What do you think about the movie? I'm okay. First of all, I'm not a big fan of creature features. Just not my thing. It doesn't scare me. Um, I like the guys in the movie. I like the plot until the end reveal didn't do much for me. Even the monster running around in the woods, just like stomp, stomp, stomping around, like didn't freak me out because I'm like, oh, this is some fake bullshit. I don't know. It just didn't <laughs> like the most horrific part for me was probably the junkie slice in the dude at the beginning. Like that's real to me. So mm -hmm. that scares me. And we're debating if that was even a pipe. Well, I think it was a machete in my head. I saw a machete, that's but fine. um. I, I didn't hate this movie. I still think it was a decent rating. Yeah. Uh, it's almost 60%. I thought the location was awesome. They did a really good job, like, scouting all that shit. It's just the monster was kind of cute. And yeah. now all I see is a giraffe. Um, I wish it was more culty. I wish that there was more of the cult scene. There um, wasn't much of that. No, I wish they could have elaborated on that a little bit more. But, you know... 58%. Yeah. 58%. Okay. Fun. Um, so we're going to go on to Macias. You gave this movie a 81%, so kind of around me. Right. Yeah. I So like Ash, the big reveal really, it was a letdown for me, but it didn't take away from the rest of the movie. I think that everything leading up to that is really creepy. I jumped a lot. You guys know I'm, I get scared more than the three of us watching, like, anything. The first time I saw this was creepy. The second time I watched this during the day with my mom. And I knew it was going to happen, and I still jumped a bunch of times. And um, I think the woods are a scary place. And I think yeah. being lost in the woods, like, everybody can relate to that. That's so, I mean, not relate to that, but relate to that fear. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the creature didn't so much do it for me, but everything leading up to that is still... You could just cut out the end of the movie and I would still think it's really good. Also, acting was great. 
She'll do a lot of work. For some people, they cut out the end of the movie would have been creepier. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because you know, like Blair Witch Project, you don't see what's right. ailing them. Mm-hmm. You don't see like some witch yeah. CGI. But um, but yeah, so across the board, we gave it a 74%, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've had a pretty good month of some uh, solid movies we've watched. Uh, we gave this movie, as far as number of kills, 18 kills. And that includes all the cult members at the end, which kind of starts adding up. And of course, the four friends, excluding Luke including the initial friend who gets killed in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sex scenes, there was zero. This was no uh, broke back experience. I would have loved that. Oh, yeah, same here. Patch and Luke got together. <laughs> it could have happened. Like, that would have been great. Off, you know, off camera. A uh, number of jump scares. Oh, it was five plus. Kind of hard to stop. I gave it. I rated it exactly. What did I give it? I, I counted eight jump scares to be exact. Wow. Eight times that I that's jumped. Like a, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay, eight eight jump scares definitely. See, it's up there. It is definitely up there. For number of explosions, zero. Zero. Yeah. Right. Uh, for number of monsters, there's one large monster, and you could probably say the whole cult was monster. Yeah, I counted the two dudes at the beginning too. The guys that Count shot the, the guy in the yeah, store. Yeah, fuck those junkies. Yeah. So you have one plus people. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we are done with cults for the month. I had a really uh, pretty decent time just. Kind of figuring out about different cults that are related to movies and uh, doing these type of movies are much different. Yeah, there's a lot of different types of cults. Sure. I didn't really realize how different they could be. Yeah, and they all use manipulation to a certain extent to keep members there. If that's like today when it's a family that just keeps people there through familiar relations mm-hmm. or even youth and abuse... Or when we were talking about hereditary, you have this, you know, Satanist summoning cult, which is oddly enough, the cult that I find the least threatening as far as day-to-day membership. They seemed all happy. Right. Yeah. You know, they were like dancing and doing stuff. Being Uh, naked and shit. Yeah. yeah, Opposed to Red State, when we talked about cults that were literal guns going to die. Right. Government standoff kind of people. Or like manipulation through drugs. That shit freaks me out. Yes. That's gross too. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, definitely an interesting month, but I'm glad we did it. Me too. Mm. But we're going to move on to February, um, and I don't know what we're going to do yet, so I'm going to pass it off to Ash, who's going to kind of enlighten us. Oh, man. So February, we're thinking a little bit, you know, it's supposed to be Valentine's Day and all that bullshit. We don't want to get too lovey-dovey, but there are some villains that are pretty seductive and, and we could have done romantic horror movies we thought about it but yeah. we don't want to do that to you we don't want to have to do that to you yeah so think of seductive but still dangerous mm-hmm. so we were thinking vampires yes. for this month yeah the blood you got the lust you got the romanticism seductive nature maybe our horniness scale will go up yes maybe, i think for probably. sure i will show you a study where the horniness scale will definitely go up because these movies are hot yeah. You know? Yeah. So my first movie, I'm going to go first, right? Okay. Yep. Ash is going first for February. And I'm going to pick Twilight. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't yeah, know what right. I'm going to pick yet. So It's going to be a surprise. We'll let you know. Yeah, probably Sunday or Monday on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We'll throw something out. You don't want to see Twilight? Watch. You don't want to do Twilight? I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen the it books. once. <laughs> not a fan. Oh, man. I mean, it's a fine movie. I'm just kidding. I'm like, I wouldn't even say it's fine. As always, you can always find us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at hornyhorror.gmail.com as well. If you have any questions, scary stories to share, any movie suggestions, please contact us. 
Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next month with a month full of vampires, garlic, tales of Lost Boys, maybe. Ooh, I love the Lost Boys. I don't know if we'll do it. Ooh, I love it's a good that movie. one though. It's not really scary. It's not, but it's technically it's horror. Is it technically horror? It's scary how Kiefer like, Sutherland's so cute in that movie. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. His white hair. Smoking I mean, unfiltered cigarettes on a bad boy bike. And Oof. Michael with his shades. I don't is know it, his real name. Is it Corey Feldman. Though? No, Corey Feldman. Yes, is yeah. it? Yeah, and Corey Ham. Oh, little cutie movie. My little movie. cutie movie. We'll see. Is it Corey Ham? I hope that's his name. Well, it's not Cory Turkey. Whoa. Cory Turkey. When's your special coming out? Mine? Yeah. Out now. <laughs> okay. I it's Cory Haim, actually. That's what it is. Haim. Yeah. I'm Haim. Yeah. I'm Haim. I'm Haim. I don't know when we're done. Okay, I think we're done. Bye.